This person sent me a story called Three Lives in One Death and Quantum Leap Correction, which we have to read right now. What's up, glitches on Anti Matrix? And people send me their weird, unexplainable, true stories to this email address, and I share those with you. This is number 250. Let's get weird. Follow me everywhere for more content like this, and remember, we believe you. Anti Matrix, hi! I love your page and content. When I came across your page, I watched most of your videos in one night, except the really scary ones. I left those until the morning. Then, of course, I told my family, friends, and now they're following your page, too. Thank you. I love how your videos connect all of us with our strange, unimaginable encounters and glitched up stories. It's true and it's real. You watched all my stuff in one night? Like, that's a... I, can you even do that? It's a lot. <laughs> this is a long and detailed one to explain properly. It's not a glitch, but it's pretty trippy. So here goes. I know you like long stories. Get your popcorn bowl ready. This started with me having a dream journey one night. We know the dreams are not just dreams. My dream journey was that I was looking for a house to move into and I was somewhere along a mountainside that had beautiful greenery. I kept driving on this dirt road because there were a few houses that had the for sale sign in front of them. As I drove past this one house, it looked somewhat familiar to me. And since I had a for sale sign, I decided to check it out. I parked my car and when I looked back at the car design, I felt I was in an older timeline. From the model of the car, it felt like it was the 60s. I proceeded to walk into the house, and as soon as I entered it, I felt this huge deja vu gut feeling that I've been in this house before. Everything seemed so familiar. To describe the house, when I entered it, I saw that there was a mirror table to my left. Further down the left was a kitchen. Even though I could not see it was the kitchen from where I was standing, I just knew it was the kitchen. In front of me was a staircase to go to the bedrooms, and on my right was a huge dining room area with a large patio. I walked to the mirror on my left, and it was covered in dust. I wiped it down, and I saw my reflection. I saw that I did not look like me, me the dreamer. I was still a woman, but I looked different. Lighter hair, lighter eyes, but looking into my eyes, her eyes, I still knew it was me, the dreamer. And from the way I was dressed on my hairstyle, it was definitely the 60s. I went to look into the living room and there was barely any furniture and the couch that was there was covered in white cloth. There was dust everywhere and cobwebs on the chandelier. It was obvious no one had lived there for years. As I'm taking a panoramic view of the living room, all of a sudden the room flashes right in front of my eyes. And as I look again, I am now standing in the same living room, except that it is completely furnished and no cloth on the couch, everything in place, chandelier lights on, no cobwebs, and it was filled with people. I was in the middle of a soiree. Why I say soiree is because the way that everyone was dressed, there were women dancing with knee-length fringe dresses, headbands that had jewelry or feathers on them. The men were in suits and sweater vests with hats on. The men were smoking cigars. The women had these long sticks for their cigarettes. It was the 1920s. People were laughing, drinking, dancing, and music was playing, but the whole vision lasted about seven seconds before I was flashed back to the same dusty empty house I was in. I remember feeling very confused, more so because this party felt familiar too. I continued to go upstairs and there were two bedrooms, one on the left and one on the right, and in the center was an open space leading to a balcony. Again, I felt I've been in this house before. Without hesitation, I was drawn to the room on the left. As I opened the door to have a look inside, I opened the door to the 1920s timeline of that bedroom. There was a woman sitting in front of her table mirror, so her back was to me, but since she was facing the mirror, I could see her face clearly. She was putting on red lipstick. Her dark hair was bejeweled and curled upwards in a gold headband. I remember feeling that she looked so elegant. Then she stops and looks straight at me through the mirror. Frozen in this moment with her looking at me, I have no words to explain it. I felt it again as a deja vu gut feeling that I know this woman. I felt every cell in my body vibrate as I started to remember. Not only do I know this woman, I was this woman in that life too. I was startled and I closed the door back to the dusty, empty house, trying to process everything. That I knew this house, I knew her, I am her, lived there. This was my house in the 1920s and this was my party. What does it all mean? Before I can fully comprehend, she opens the bedroom door and I'm back in the 1920s. She passes me, but this time she does not see me. 
She goes down the stairs, so I follow her. As she gets to the center of the staircase, everyone turns to cheer her on, and with a loving smile, she says, this calls for more champagne and more wine. Everyone cheers on even more. Now I realize that I'm no longer in a flash of that timeline. I am completely in it as an observer watching her, me, through the event. This is so cool. She goes to the kitchen, and I follow her again. She tells the waiters to go around with their trays to serve more champagne and wine glasses to the guests. She joins her party, laughing with her guests and dancing. A few moments later, her two best friends who were a married couple, let's call them Charles and Helen, they came up to her and told her we're out of wine and that she will need to go get more from the cellar, which was from the back end of the kitchen. She goes to the end of the kitchen and opens the cellar door. The cellar door was the type that you can only open from the outside and not from the inside, so she placed a rock on the floor to keep the cellar door open and went down the stairs to get more wine. I don't like that. <laughs> Again, I followed her just observing. She picks up a few bottles and after a while I notice, and so does she, that she is coughing and having difficulty breathing. She leaves the bottles behind and goes back up the stairs to catch her breath. When she gets to the top, the rock that was holding the door open had been removed and the door was closed shut. She kept knocking and knocking, but from the sound of the party and the music, no one could hear her. Her breathing starts to become heavier and slower. She drops to the floor and can barely knock on the door anymore. I was frozen watching her. I didn't understand what was happening to her and I could not do anything about it. She couldn't breathe anymore. I slowly watched her die and I watched myself die. Oh my God. It's not over yet. Right when she died, I flashed back and rewinded in time to the exact moment she was standing in center of the stairs saying this calls for more champagne and more wine. Only now I am no longer watching as the observer. I am her looking through her eyes, looking at the guests. I had become the 1920s version of me I was seeing in flashbacks and I heard my own voice say this calls for more champagne and more wine. Afterwards, I knew I was going to the kitchen to tell the waiters to prepare the champagne and wine glasses. So that's exactly what I did. I started to walk towards my guests and then I remembered the cellar and that I will need to get more wine from there. It almost felt like me going down there was written and that was my fate to do so. I could not explain it nor did I want to change it. I just knew it had to be so. The only difference was this time I did not wait for my two best friends Charles and Helen to tell me that we needed more wine from the cellar. I just went. When I got to the cellar door I saw that it was already open with a rock holding the door in place. I went inside, moved the rock out of place, and let the door close behind me. As I started to go down the stairs, I heard voices coming from inside the cellar. I went down a little more to take a closer look, and I saw Charles and Helen there. What is happening? They were pouring some kind of poison all over the cellar while covering their airways. Helen was saying, that's enough. Let's go before we get poisoned too. Only then did they turn around and see me standing there. Oh my God, I have chills. They both looked like they saw a ghost. That's when I understood that when I was observing my previous death, I was observing my murder. My supposed two best friends, Charles and Helen, had poisoned the cellar with the intention of killing me and they did. But in this rewrite, resetting of timeline or quantum leap correction, I did not wait for them to tell me to go to the cellar. Therefore, I went down ahead of schedule and I caught them in the act. But by doing so also, I unintentionally locked them in the cellar with me where we all inevitably choked and died together from the poison. When I was taking my last breath yet again, I jumped back into the timeline of the woman in the 60s in the dusty, empty house. She slash me was also trying to catch her breath while I jumped back into me, the dreamer. I too jumped from my sleep, barely catching my breath. My dreams have always shown me messages and understandings of many elements, but this by far was one of the most detailed about one of my previous lives. Not just one life, but three in one. That death was so profound that I was called to that house again in the 60s, as well as current me. In both lives, I did not know that it was my friend 
friends that intended on killing me. The only difference is in one I died not knowing. In the other, the last moment I found out it was them, but their karmic fate was sealed too. As we know, time is linear. So the question that baffles me to this day is, did both timelines happen simultaneously? One, where I was murdered alone and two, where I locked my murderers with me in the grand scheme of this multiverse? Or did I quantum leap in the 20s after witnessing the truth in the 60s and change the ending? This whole experience plus many others that followed started my journey down the rabbit hole in understanding the mysteries and the untold truth of the world that we live in. What I love about your page too is that it's opening people's eyes to question what is the real truth in this universe and we're here for it. It's not conspiracy theorists, it's truthists in a wild, wild world. I love that. Love you, Anti-Matrix. Keep growing and shining. The Starlight Ninja. Okay, this went like I was not expecting it to go this way. I was not expecting you to go back and then find your killers in the basement and then lock them in there with you unintentionally. I honestly have the same questions. I don't know. I, time is not linear. I mean, we experience time linear, linearly, but it's not. Time doesn't exist, right? Time, it's not. So they could have all happened at the same time. I mean, everything is kind of all happening at the same time. But yeah, that's my question. Like, did you go back and change the ending yourself? Like, were you supposed to do that for some for some reason? Oh my God, guys, I, do, I am not sure. I really wanna hear everyone's, everyone's thoughts in the comments. Please, please, please. Thank you so much for sharing. Shortcast Club.